It's Monday on the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Monday, September 23rd. It feels like fall. Almost. It looks like fall. Yeah. Yeah. We picked some more apples this weekend. I raced my bike a lot. (laughs) (laughs) That means it's fall in the Golseth household. This is true. (laughs) It's racing season. This is true. See, we pick apples, you race bikes. What do you do in the fall? Uh, Drop us an email, coffee at kfuo.org, or, you know, drop us a note on social media at KFUO Radio. Anywhere, what's uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter? Mm-hmm. We're there. Are there other platforms? Can we make up one? I'm sure we could. <laughs> make up names for social media. <laughs> that would be bad. People might believe us. Happy though. Monday, everyone. It's <laughs> Mental Health Monday. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at <laughs> cuw.edu. Time for Mental Health Monday with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman. Good morning, Heidi. Good morning. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. It's always a good day when we're talking mental health. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now, are you doing some, are you enjoying the seasons? Are the seasons changing there in Nebraska yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Like, I think seasons are like good for our mental health. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, some people live where there's no seasons, but at the same time, I think that God gives us um, like a refresh, you know, in different ways. And so even if you live in a place that has like a rainy season and a dry season, it's not like the four seasons like we have. Yeah. I think it's like a wonderful refresh to have something new. And that's one reason I like living in a four season place is because it's, you know, every three months or so you get something a little different. In Florida, we called it construction and non-construction season. Oh, there's a construction season in Michigan, too. That's right. You can find that. So last week, we talked about why ask for help. Uh, This week, we're going to get into more of the the details of how to ask for help. What's that first step in asking for help? Yeah, I think the first step is really saying the words. And like we practiced that last week, so I won't make you practice that again. Um, although I, you know, it's all about mm-hmm. neurons and being able to rewrite that idea in our brain. Um, and when we practice it, like our brains are more ready to like actually say it out loud um, to a person. And so I think the first step is like also because we're uh, Lutheran, we have the ability to recognize our need for help in a different way because we already value that. Like we say it every Sunday day. Like I, you know, am a sinner and I need help from you, God. And so since we do that, like, of course, uh, we can then move into our regular lives, knowing that we're needy people, knowing that, you know, we, uh, have this space where God can come in and do healing for us. And I think that that's different than the world. The world says like, oh, that's weak. You don't need help. But but we're already in a place where we recognize our need every Sunday or every Saturday, whenever you go to worship, whatever, whenever you're confessing with other people around you, <laughs> <laughs> not to put you in a box. So yeah, I think the first thing is to say it. And so since we have that confession, then we can move that on to like saying it in a very practical, way that Jesus is moving in our life and um, we're going to go get it, you know, in our communities and with professionals, with friends um, and with our doctors and all those places and spaces, we can say, I need help. Guess what? I need help. Just say it again. I need help. So. Yeah. You may, you bring up a good point that um, a lot of uh, asking for help does. Um, it is 
it's viewed differently depending on um, I don't know your religious affiliation, your worldview, your cultural mm-hmm. background, uh, all of that. It's it's not it's not just this this question that kind of lives in the out there. Um, it's it's our, our our ability to ask uh, is influenced by so many other things as well in in this community that we live in. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that so often, like we have a a strong theological doctrine and we don't necessarily think it applies to a practical vantage point of our life, you know? And so that's one thing we do on Mental Health Mondays is like, let's connect those dots. And so this one is one of those that's, I think, really, really strong um, in our particular worldview and vantage point um, in the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod is that like, we believe in asking for help. So we're going to go do that in our daily lives. Absolutely. You mentioned um, doctors, family, friends. Uh, who are the people that we should uh, or could or maybe shouldn't ask for help? <laughs> I know. I think that's always like, I think that's one of the things I say in the Mental Health Monday video about who to ask for help is really some more resources in sorting through who to go to for mm-hmm. a particular need. And so there's some things that are totally appropriate that you need support, you need care, you know, you ask your spouse for help. You ask your um, kids even like, hey, hey, guess what? We all need to pick up the house. That was me this morning, right? Like, <laughs> please help. And so that's like something, I mean, I, it's funny, but that's definitely for my mental health. Like, how about we all pick up around here? Um, and so I think that, you know, knowing when family is appropriate um, and just asking yourself those questions, it's hard, you know, sorting through it a little bit. Wrestling is a good part of this process. And then when to ask a friend to help for help, when to go to somebody in your church, when to go to your pastor for help. And I know that there's archives in KFUO. We've talked about when to go see your pastor, when to go to a counselor, when to go see a psychiatrist, you know, those different levels of kinds of care, I guess, that you need. Mm-hmm. Um Certainly when it's hard and we need to seek a medical professional, but there's like often a barrier to that, it's okay to go to a friend or a family member first and say, I know I need to ask for help. Will you help me? Um, sometimes we just need the support in order to go see our family practitioner, what to go make that appointment with a mental health professional. And that's okay. So that's a good step is asking someone, will you go with me? Will you help me make this call? Um, And then sometimes, though, we often turn to family and friends when what we really need is a professional. We need someone to have a safe space to help us work through things in therapy and to have tools that they can give us. And then also, though, sometimes we need medication. Sometimes we need a psychiatrist or a practitioner. And, you know, your family doctor is a good place to start. I wouldn't end there. I think sometimes we just get stopped there. But a lot of times these things call for a specialist who uh, is keeping up with a lot of research and things um, and has a lot of options for us and has information like genetic testing and things like that that can help us get more answers. You know, I think the most important thing is when in doubt, when you don't feel good about the help that you've gotten or who you're talking to, ask someone else, ask again, you know, don't stop there. Don't get discouraged because, um, you know, not all professionals are um, the same, (laughs) you know? Um, And so sometimes you can have a bad experience with therapy. You can have a bad experience with one doctor and asking them for something you need. Um, Go ahead and ask someone else, get second opinions. Like we are in a, you know, free market of healthcare. Like it's okay to um, find someone else to ask and compare and contrast the answers that you get. In your, in in your video, uh, 
your Mental Health Monday videos from I Love My Shepherd, uh, you mentioned clarity, having clarity in what you're asking for. Why is that important to have clarity? And, and how do you have, how do you develop that clarity in what you're asking for when you're asking for help? Yeah, I think we, um, the work of getting help is is work. It's like grief is work. This is the same kind of idea. It's just work. Uh, we don't, we don't often see that. And so then we get really discouraged because it's so hard. Um, and I think that it requires some work of us uh, internally to be like, what do I actually need? Do I need friendship? Am I lonely? Or am I experiencing, you know, symptoms of depression? Am I having a hard time getting out of bed? Am I having a hard time keeping up with my uh, care routine? Am I having uh, some a lot of teariness uh, and sadness, you know, neither of those answers is is like better than another answer. The fact is, though, those are very different things to seek. Um, and so kind of knowing what you need, I think that I would say that that is something I don't see happening in a lot of people, and especially in our church workers and peoples in our churches. I think that we have a really hard time um, saying what we need because we think that that's prideful. Uh, and it's not, I think we can have a humble approach to saying like, God, I need something, you know, he says, ask, seek and knock. And so we can come before God and do that. But that also means we can come before one another and go to professionals and say, I, I have a need. Um, I'm a human, I'm not God. <laughs> so I am going to be in need. Um, and so doing that wrestling, doing that work of kind of clarifying that for ourselves and asking for people's help in clarifying it is a really good part of the process. It's a spiritual work as well as a physical and mental mental thing. Mm -hmm. So getting to the point of, of asking for help uh, requires a little bit of, of uh, self-reflection then um, in, mm -hmm. in your own uh, finding, finding that quiet space away from your screens um, and maybe away from other people to actually think through uh, what you need. And that's easier for for certain people, maybe easier for a certain gender. I don't know. Um. That was subtle. <laughs> no, no overgeneralizing, but yeah, I mean, I would say uh, adult male professionals, it's very difficult because we're taught in our culture, like you said, that worldview comes in, even though we don't believe in it, that mm -hmm. we need to be able to maintain a certain level of like professionalism. And that doesn't include asking for help, which is baloney. Like we've seen all of these things on social media recently about pastors and suicide, like this is a problem that we have to address. And that requires us to ask ourselves some hard questions inside. But guess what? God will never leave us in that. And that also means that like his people are, it's time, you know, for us to kind of rise up and support one another and say that to each other. Like, you know, we are all broken. We are in this broken world. And so being able to say that is an act of um, like being the light in the world because the world certainly isn't saying it. Deaconess Heidi Gaiman, Heidi Gaiman writes, thank you so much for being our guest on Mental Health Monday here on The Coffee Hour. Always fun to talk with you. Thanks for the help. See you next Monday. <laughs> See you next Monday. Coming up in just a little bit, LCMS Disaster Response Conference right around the corner. Get some more details about that with our friends from LCMS Disaster Response. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. Stick around. Wow.